Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, like I said before, it's good to be back with all of our church family. Our trip again confirmed for Rachel and I how much we love travelling this absolutely beautiful country. And uh, there were so many amazing highlights on the trip. Probably the biggest highlight for myself was scuba diving on the Great Barrier Reef. I don't know if you've ever done that. But the thought of getting under the water and breathing underwater is something really to get used to. I'd never done that before, but I must say it was amazing to see little Nemo in real time on the bottom of the reef. I mean, it was just absolutely fantastic. Some of the sunsets that we saw on the uh, west coast of Australia as well were breathtaking. And there's no exception we live in, I would say, the best nation in all of the world. Australia is such an incredible, incredible nation. This morning I wanna share a few thoughts out of the book of Psalms chapter 37. And we're going to spend the next few weeks parked in Psalm chapter 37 because I believe that there's a few things that God wants to encourage us with um, out of this chapter as we go through the season that we're in. Psalm 37 was written by David, a, a man after God's own heart. And it's a response to the problem of evil, which the Old Testament often expresses as a question. Why do the Why do the wicked prosper and the good suffer? Great question, still asking that today. Charles Spurgeon calls it the great riddle of the prosperity of the wicked and the affliction of the righteous. And it's still a riddle today. But this morning, I want you, if you have your your phones there, I'm getting used to reading more of my Bible on my phone or you've got the, the old school Bible there. Let's open up to Psalm chapter 37. And I want to read the first few verses of Scripture and then bring your attention to a verse of Scripture that's been coming at me by the Holy Ghost for the last five weeks or longer. It says this in verse one of Psalm chapter 37. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Isn't that great advice? In every season, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Verse four, it says this. Delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. At least for the last five or six weeks in my my sleep, uh, during the morning, uh, during the day, I keep getting this Scripture coming to me. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Or another way we could say it, delight or take great pleasure in the Lord and He will give you the desires, the wants or the longings of your heart. How cool is that verse of Scripture? I mean, as I've been meditating on it and reading it over and over again, I think it's incredible that as I focus on the goodness of God, He answers the desires of our hearts. What are you focusing on this morning? That's my question to you. Before we move on, just a little disclaimer about this verse of Scripture. It doesn't mean that if I go to church, God is going to give me a new car. That's not what it's saying there. But I do believe as we delight ourselves in God, He then in turn answers the longings of our hearts that are in line with His will for our lives. As we focus our minds and our hearts on the goodness and the greatness of God, it does take discipline. He answers the desires of our hearts. You know, I've been blown away as many of us would over the years, how often God comes and He answers the desires of our hearts. And I wanna share one with you this morning. 
about the goodness of God. As we, as we focus and we delight in God, we, we seek His goodness, we, we focus on His kindness towards us, God answers the desires of our heart. And I have a, one story that I want to share with you this morning. Um, in the early years, it's still something that I remember and, and take great joy in and just realising again how God is so faithful. But in the early years of our, our, our marriage, before Rach and I were married, Rach worked for many years um, as a nanny in the United States. And uh, she was over there, I think, for about two or three years doing the work of a nanny and became great friends with the family over there. Well, Rach and I got married and a, a few years on, um, they invited us to come to the States with them. It was a, a holiday that they wanted to bless us with and it truly was an amazing holiday. Now, before I move forward with the story, I want to just go back a little bit and park something in our minds. Um, when I was in Newcastle uh, serving there um, as a youth pastor, I was young once, um, I was uh, uh, serving as a youth pastor, but also I was uh, the song leader in the church there. The church was very small and uh, believe it or not, I was the song leader for a number of years there and a uh, scary thought that. But I became um, sort of um, popular across New South Wales in the, ch in the church for singing a song by Delirious called The Happy Song. And so wherever we'd go, whether it be a state conference or whatever the case may be, they would get me up and I'd dance all over the stage like a crazy person singing the happy song. In fact, we had a, an, a, an international conference one year. Um, there were 6,000 people there in the audience. They were having a, a bit of a Western theme on the night. They discovered that uh, I sang this song called the happy song. And so they asked me to sing this song in front of 6,000 people with about three hours notice. It was awesome. Still scarred today by that. But I want you to park that in your mind because coming back to the story about going to the States, Rachel and I were invited to go there. And at that particular time, there was a revival taking place in Pensacola. Now, Pensacola, the Pensacola revival, I mean, it was just astounding. And I started watching that over a number of months and thought, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if we were able not only to go to the States, but to visit this place where revival was being poured out. I mean, the thought about that was just incredible. I thought, how amazing would that be? But the truth was, um, we were going to Houston, Texas, which was down here, and Pensacola was a long way on um, the, the bottom part of the coast where the revival was, was breaking out. And I know for a number of weeks, I thought about, well, what could we do? Could we fly there? Could we hire a car there? It was like, you know, we'd, we'd do anything to get there. In the end, about a week before, um, the friends of Rach rang up and they said, look, we've got some, some changes in the plans that we have. The kids have got a swim meet and now they're going to be going at Pensacola. So we're going to have to fly you in to Pensacola to be able to meet you there. I mean, my, my heart, my, my whole being was just like, this is just incredible. So we arrived in Pensacola and uh, I thought, well, we'll hire a car. We hired a car and um, that was a, a, an experience in its own. But we worked out where the church was in Pensacola. We made our way there. And I've got to tell you today, the church was just packed full of people. It had two or three overflow rooms in it as well. The whole place was packed. And on the way there, I probably did what most guys don't do. And that's listen to your wife when it comes to directions. So we ended up getting lost along the way there and got there pretty much just as the service was about to start. Now, if I could tell you, as we walked into that church, we just got to the foyer. There are people everywhere. Here we are just off the plane out of Australia and we have no idea what to do or where to go. Well, in the midst of that, this guy comes up, this host comes up, says a really big hello, 
takes us right down to about the second row, right in front of the, uh, the, 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 the guy that was carrying revival at the time. I forget his name now. And he plopped us down there amongst thousands of people. And this is the thought that just blows me away about God bringing the desires of your heart past. The first song that the song leader sang that day was the, the happy song. I mean, I sat there like a baby. There was tears coming off my eyes. I thought, God, how good are you? Amen. God brings to pass the desires of our heart as we focus on Him, as we bless Him, as we focus on the goodness of God. God never ceases to amaze me in so many ways and with so much detail that He takes great pleasure in fulfilling the desires of our hearts. Listen to it again. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. So today, before we spend some time looking at what it means to delight ourselves in God, I just feel this morning to encourage people who may feel like some of those desires or dreams that you had might feel like they're fading. This morning, you might feel like some of those desires, those God dreams are fading. If those God dreams and desires are fading, then it's a warning light that you're focusing on the wrong things. And what you need to do is to start to refocus on God and remind yourself of the things that He's done in your life in the past. Amen. Today, if you're feeling like some of those desires are waning a little bit, then I want to encourage you, remind yourself about the great things that God has done for you in the past. Remember the story of David in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Some terrible things have been going on there. He's facing some some huge persecution because some of the mistakes that supposedly he had made. But I love the verse of Scripture where it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. Today, if you're struggling a little bit in the area of your dream and your desires, then I want to encourage you to strengthen yourself in the Lord today and remind yourself of some of the great stuff that God has done for you in the past. Because that's exactly what David did here in this verse of Scripture. He strengthened himself by remembering the great goodness of God. Well, today, what does it mean to delight ourselves in the Lord? What I want to show you this morning, to delight ourselves in the Lord means to intentionally focus on His goodness and remind ourselves of His kindness and faithfulness at every opportunity. The focus intentionally on the goodness and the greatness of God. And my question to you this morning is this, what are you focusing on today? What has your attention today? What are you focusing on right now in your life? What has your focus right now? Well, I would say for most of us that we're like the rest of us and we're wholly focused pretty much today on this thing called the COVID-19 virus. The daily figures by the so-called media experts predicting what's going to happen next. We're focused on this. And if you and I are going to delight in the Lord, then we need to make a choice about what we're giving our attention to. What are we focusing on in this season that we're in right now? You know, for, for myself, it's been a great joy. It was a decision I made about seven weeks ago um, about social media and about the mainstream media. About seven weeks ago, I just felt challenged to not look at any of the news feeds anymore and to stay off social media. So for the last seven weeks, I pretty much haven't looked at any news feeds. I couldn't tell you too much of what's going on. Um, and as far as social media, I haven't been on Facebook either. And you know, you might think, Pastor Shane, you've got your head in the sand. Well, I want to say today, I've got my head above the clouds, friends. I can't tell you 
the peace, the joy, uh, the ability to be able to delight in God because I'm not focusing on all the things that are going around me. And I'm not going to deny the fact that we are in a difficult time, but I believe the key to walking out of the season that we're in and overcoming the obstacles that we're facing right now is to focus on God, not to allow ourselves to be distracted by all the distractions that are there. And today you might be really struggling My question is to you, have you allowed yourself to be distracted from your relationship with God? Are you allowing yourself to be distracted with all of the distractions that are are coming to you today? I believe it's so important if you need to remember God's goodness again and begin to delight yourself in God again. Begin to delight yourself in God and see what He does. I believe that as we focus on God, as we delight ourselves in God, by focusing our our attention on His goodness and His kindness towards us, then God comes and answers the desires of our hearts. Amen. But the enemy's plan, the enemy's ploy is to get us distracted, to make us focus on the things that won't bring life and won't bring hope and won't bring strength, but will ultimately pull us down in our faith and our relationship with God. And so I encourage you today in the journey that I've been on, I would even expect that my blood, blood pressure has been lower over the last seven weeks as well. I don't know, often I read stuff and I get so fired up when I look at it. But I haven't been fired up. I've been fired up about God and His presence and fired up about the power of delighting in God. And as we do that, He answers the desires of our heart. Little thought about this this morning as we focus ourselves on God and we delight in God. I believe that as we do that, we see breakthroughs. And today, I would say without exception, there would be many people that are needing breakthrough. Put your hand up if you do this morning. You need a breakthrough in your life. Well, I want to encourage you. The key to your breakthrough is not through um, the mainstream media and getting absorbed in all the narrative. It's all there. Your key to your breakthrough is not in looking at more of Facebook. We spend far too much time in Facebook and we should spend more time in His book. Amen. But I believe that the key to your breakthrough is in your ability to be able to lift your eyes and refocus them today because many people potentially today have the wrong focus this morning and today is about refocusing on God. Love the story in Acts chapter 16. We see Paul and Silas, they're in prison. Again, they're in a dark, lonely place. Again, they're facing an uncertainty. Again, they've got all this stuff going on and we find them in the book of Acts in Acts chapter 16. We see them in the prison. It says this, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. What were they doing? They were delighting in God. It didn't matter what was happening around them. They were focusing on the goodness of God. They were focusing on the greatness of God. They were like, I don't care what's happening in and around the world. God, You are good. You're my answer. You're you're all that we need, God. We don't need anything else other than You, amen. And here they are in this dark place, singing and praising God, not being distracted by the circumstance that they're in, but they're refocusing and they're lifting their eyes to heaven and they're loving their God and they're looking at the goodness of God. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 16, while they're singing and praising and praying, an earthquake comes 
and breaks them out of their chains and the, and the prison starts to open up. I believe that as we refocus, as we delight ourselves in God, we'll see chains broken. We'll see breakthrough come. But friends, we've got to do it intentionally, amen. In this season that you find yourself in right now, don't focus on all the negative and all the media and all the stuff that tries to pull us down and distract us. Let's lift our eyes again. Let's lift our heads again. Let's live, live above the clouds and start to worship God because He's good and He doesn't change in any circumstance that we find ourselves in. He's unchanging. He says He changes not, the Lord changes not. So the doors opened and the chains were broken. As we start to conclude this morning, I believe it's time to refocus. What we focus on, we become. What we focus on, we become. Too many people are focusing on all the fear the media is peddling and people are living in fear. Can I say this morning, stop it. Stop the fear. There is no fear for, the, for us that are in Him, amen. Refuse fear. People are getting distracted by this virus. People are even arguing over social media and over elements of the virus. And I wanna say this morning, this sort of stuff has to stop. People are arguing, Christians are arguing, is it man-made or not man-made? Is this the start of the Great Reset or the end of the world? I don't know. The lockdowns, are they a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not quite sure about that. Um, face masks, are they good or they're bad? I don't like wearing them, but anyway. Protests, are they good or they, they're bad? Oh, look, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Should I get the jab or not get the jab? I'll talk about that next week. It's time for us to come together across the church, amen, and not share views that divide us, but stuff that brings us together. Brings us together. Brings us to this thought here that we all need to come back to the one main focus of our lives and that is Jesus, friends. The one main focus of our lives right now. If you're struggling, it's because you're focusing on the wrong thing. If you feel like your dreams are drying up, it's because you're focusing on the wrong thing. The one thing that we need to focus on in this season is Him and Him alone, Jesus Christ, Amen. And as we do that, we start to delight in His greatness and His goodness and His compassion and His mercy and His everlasting love. I could just go on with a list after list of all the great things, the good things that we can delight ourselves in. I love Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. As we need to come back to that one main thing and focus on it. It says this, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Friends, the key to us in this season is focusing on Jesus, is delighting in the goodness of God. And I guarantee you, as you do that, you will see doors open up. You will see chains broken. You'll start to live at a different plane than all of those others around us. Why? Because of Christ in us, the hope of glory, amen. So moving forward into our Monday, just a few things that I believe that we can do to help us to delight in God. And I want to say this this morning. This is not something that, that is easy to do. It's something that we've got to be intentional about. We've got to be intentional about this thought this morning, about choosing to delight in God no matter what season we find ourselves in. So a few things this morning, just as we conclude. Number one, connect with your crew. If you haven't got a crew yet, I want to encourage you, grab a one, one or two other people and start to connect. If it's got to be over the phone, then it's over the phone. If it's through um, Skype or something like that, whatever, but start to reach out. Number two, spend time alone with God each day. Hey, 
Think about lockdown if you've got time. Hello? We've got the time to be able to do that. Spend intentional time every day with God. Number three, third one, turn off the TV. Turn off the TV. Oh, I can feel people at home getting mad. Don't turn the TV off now. Amen. Just leave that going a little bit longer. And you hear me this morning? Don't allow the narrative that's out there to be feeding into your faith. Allow the, the narrative of heaven to be the thing that's feeding into your faith. Switch off the social media. Can I say today, I, I want to encourage every person, young and old, why not consider about having a month's break from social media? Why not consider no Facebook, message people the old school way through text or something like that, but maybe have a month off. Just, just give yourself a try to see if you can do that. Just say, I'm going to have a month off social media. Just see what that does to your walk with God. Next one, set up some reminders on your phone to stop and reflect during the course of the day. Put a few things down to some of the, some of the things in the past where God's brought to, brought to pass the desires of your heart. There could be a number, but just things during the day to, to prompt you to stop. <clears throat> Next one, write down 10 reasons to delight in God. There's that many of them, oh my gosh. But you could just remind yourself during the course of the day. And lastly, make your playlist, praise and worship. Surround yourself as much as you can in the car, at home, wherever it might be, to put on some praise and worship, to feed into your spirit, to feed into your faith so that you start to live above and that we don't live below, amen. I wrote this last little thought down today. <clears throat> And I hope this morning you don't get offended by <clears throat> what I'm about to say here. But I believe that it's true. The church has faced far greater things in its past. There's been far bigger things that the church of Jesus Christ has gone through than this pandemic that we're in right now. And I wanna say this this morning, God does not want us just to survive through COVID. He wants us to flourish through this virus. He wants us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, amen. And I don't know, but we're praying. <clears throat> I don't know when we'll be, be coming back together. I'm, I'm believing God next week or the week after, amen. That's, that's my belief that we'll be starting to gather again. And you know, many people in the, the outset might be thinking, well, I'm not coming back to church while we wear a mask. And I'd say, shame on you, shame on you. People would give their lives to be able to gather together like we do. And you're gonna allow a little bit of paper from holding you back. We should never forget the power of what it means to come together. And so as we go through this season together, I encourage you, if your focus is being distracted on taking pleasure in God, if you're feeling a little bit weighed down, then I wanna encourage you, lift your eyes again, amen. Lift your eyes to the goodness of our Father in heaven. Lift your eyes again to the goodness of Jesus. Realise again the communion and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit who's waiting there to connect with us, who's waiting there to encourage us, amen. So if we could just pray this morning, let's pray together. And if you need to refocus, can I say it again this morning? It's about being intentional. This will only happen as you wake up tomorrow morning and you choose to be intentional about refocusing on God, amen. So let's pray together. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank You this morning. You are so good, so kind, so gracious. God, You bring to pass the desires of our hearts. And Lord, this morning we just pray through 
the course of this week. For many people that might be distracted and feeling a little bit overwhelmed with where they find themselves, that today, God, that they would just refocus. They would start to delight in You, God. That we would make the intentional choice of delighting in our God, our great Saviour. So Lord, today, I just pray Your blessing upon every person today. Help them today, Lord, to refocus to focus again on Your greatness because You are so worthy and we love You with all of our hearts and all of our lives. And everybody said, Amen. Well, friends, as I finish this morning, I just want to give people an opportunity today to reconnect with God. Maybe you've known Jesus in the past. Maybe today you find yourself watching. You don't know how, but you're here today. You're with us. And I believe today it's because God loves you and He wants you to bring your, your, your life to the only person that can save you and that is Jesus Christ and what He's done on that cross. And this morning, there'll be many people as well that are struggling with a sense of hope, no hope. But I say today that there is great hope in Jesus Christ. And that hope is found in receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, making Him the master of your life, asking Him to forgive you of your sin. Friends, sin is what separates us from God. But it's Jesus who died on the cross that now because of that makes a way for us to come to God again and have a relationship with God. So this morning, if if you're listening and you're away from God, you know you need to come back to that centred relationship with Him. Or today you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour. Well, it'll be my great joy today to pray with you. If that's you this morning, if you would, if you'd just bow your head. And I'll just lead you in this prayer. And you say this prayer right now in front of your TV or wherever you might be. Lord Jesus, today, thank you for dying on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven. I ask you today, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to come into my life. Today, Lord, I receive your salvation. And I confess today that I am a child of God, forgiven and washed in your blood, Jesus. I commit my life to following you. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Well, friends, if you prayed that prayer today, I'd love you to consider reaching out to us. You can do that online. You can go to our uh, Facebook page. You can go to our website as well. Please, if you've prayed that prayer today for the first time or you're coming back, we'd love <clears throat> to celebrate with you. My throat's a bit crusty, <clears throat> haven't been using it enough. Um, but we'd love to connect with you. So please, you can do that through our Facebook and someone will be in touch. Well, bless you. Have the most amazing week. Remember, focus and take delight in our God. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.